0: Education today can be difficult and draining and amazing and fulfilling and so many things all wrapped into one. The dynamics of what we do can leave us needing every ounce of inspiration and motivation we can get. I've been a principal and educator for over 25 years and I find my motivation and inspiration in many different places. As a principal, I often find it's my job to inspire and motivate and energize the team around me. I have to be the principal inspiration of my school, but what things inspire me as a principal? welcome to Principal Inspiration, a podcast for educators. I'm your host, Rick Hunt, and these are my thoughts about the people and the stories, anecdotes, observations, and conversations that are my principal inspiration on any given day. My sincere hope in sharing is that you might be inspired as well. I hope this podcast leaves you feeling energized, challenged, and ready to go be awesome. Our students deserve nothing less. Sue Sue Heck. That's right. You heard it right. Young lady with a uh, first and middle name exactly the same. Sue Heck is a character on The Middle, a television program a sitcom that I absolutely enjoyed uh, over quite a few years. Uh, this was a sitcom about a family that lived in The Middle. They were a middle class family living in middle America, Indiana. And their misadventures as a family were just something I really enjoyed each week. Watching, partly because of Sue herself. She was the middle daughter of Frank and Mikey Heck. And her older brother Axel was the popular kid, uh, football star. Her younger brother was kind of quirky and odd, book reader, nerd. Sue, Sue was just Sue. Uh, she's She was portrayed as the kiddo who nobody really could remember her name at school. She was the kiddo who tried out for every club and every sport, but yet never made a one. Sue was just there. And the the premise of that was that Sue, while she had all of these potential things that could cause her just to be terribly upset or or down kind of person, was the absolute opposite. She was the eternal optimist. Sue took on life with this positive frame of mind. And no matter what she did, she was going to do her best and try her best. And if she didn't make it, she just tried again. Boy, howdy. She was one of those characters that sticks with you a little bit in some of the things that she does, because you're like, why would you continue to put yourself through that knowing that you're probably going to fail? Sue, then is probably the perfect character to play on an episode about an experiment that she decides to do. Sue is in high school. She goes to her science class. The science teacher says, hey, I want you to do an experiment. You need to come up with some hypothesis. And then you need to take that hypothesis and test it. And you're going to write a paper about how you tested that hypothesis and what the results were. And Sue starts off an experiment where she is going to see if smiling is contagious. Perfect, right? You've got the perfect eternal optimist who's headed out to make the world a better place by proving that smiles are contagious. And her hypothesis is, yes, they are. So Sue heads out and she starts down the hallway. She begins smiling at other students, faculty. She smiles at all these different characters throughout the show. And she gets varying results. Some people laugh at her. Some people give her a really weird look and run away, partly because of Sue herself. Like, Sue is awkward, Uh, she is socially awkward in a lot of ways. And as she's walking down the hall smiling at folks, she just pastes on this giant toothy grin that is off-putting to everybody around her. Well, probably that was upsetting the experiment a little bit. She was getting reactions that had nothing to do with whether or not she was smiling at them with a genuine, warm, happy Smile. It was this this creepy fake smile that Sue was throwing on there. She was going down the hall, and it was kind of setting everybody off. Now, why is this one of the things that inspires me? Well, it was an episode that, for some reason, has come up in my mind repeatedly as I walk down the hall. Now, if you ask anybody, probably in any building I've worked in as a principal, uh, they would agree with this, that the teachers here, and actually for some reason, and these folks I don't believe have ever talked, but teachers at my last school had the same thing, they call me the bear. When I head down the hall, for some reason, apparently I just take on a uh, face that, that looks pretty grumpy, I, I get a focused walk, I'm often headed from one point to another, quite often to either go pick up a kiddo or take care of an ish- issue, and so I don't know, I just put on a focused face, it's not that I'm really upset or unhappy, but as I'm walking down the hall. I get a lot of teachers who tell me, Oh, here comes the bear, and I'll smile and laugh, and I appreciate that. I, I do think that before they started calling me the bear and, and teasing me about it, I, I, that walk was off-putting to some people. Um, if if I were walking down the hall and they saw me in that frame of mind, teachers have told me they've kind of stepped back. They didn't want to have to deal with that. They didn't want to, you know, oh Lord, what's what's he angry about? Well, he's, I'm not going to ask him the question I want to ask him right now. Or boy, what I wanted to to talk to him about really needs to wait. Now again, they they tease me about it now, and they they call it the bear look. And here I come down the hallway. They kind of joke with me, but it's it's made me think, and in this connection to this episode with Sue Heck is. Boy, do I want that to be the kind of frame that I set everybody into when I walk down? Is that the type of look that I want to present? Sometimes, yes. It might be good for some kids to see the bear principal coming down the hall because misbehavior or whatever. Sure, certainly. But not all the time. You know, one of the things I believe about school is it has to be insanely positive. You have got to set a frame of mind in your school where things that you look at are from a Sue Heck perspective. Just know if you can try it, if you can do it, even if you fail, you're going to keep trying, you keep working through. You want to work with our students in a positive frame of mind all the time, in an insanely positive frame of mind. And I, and I talk about this with my teachers all the time. And so, well, one of the things we probably need to do better at, or I do anyway, is smile. I mean, the Sue's experiment isn't so far off base. In fact, it has been done scientifically. Uh, is our science or our, our smiles contagious? Look it up. You can check out Google. You can look up the different experiments. Uh, some experiments run way back. And people have looked at this. Do our facial expressions cause others to feel a certain way? Or what can we read about each other's facial expressions, and how does that help us understand what's going on? You know, Sue mentions in a, a part of the episode, she says uh, she's done some research on smiles, and she mentions this guy named Duchesne. Now, Duchesne was a French uh, anatomist, and, and he was studying facial expressions. He would take electrodes and kind of help the face. He to understand how the body made facial expressions, which muscles work to make this or that. And Duchesne actually studied smiles. He studied the way our face makes a smile and he he discovered there are two distinct smiles. The first smile is kind of just the average smile. When the corners of the mouth turn up, the muscles pull the, the, the mouth up in a direction and, well, it doesn't move much else on the face. That is one kind of smile. You often hear that called a non Duchenne smile or uh, maybe a Botox smile, maybe a little bit of a fake looking smile. And that generic smile really doesn't elicit a lot of positive feeling from someone who sees it. It might, and certainly it's a pleasant look, but it's not necessarily something that impacts my emotion or changes how I'm feeling. It doesn't make me empathetic towards that facial expression. Now, the Duchesne smile is completely different. The Duchesne smile is the one where he looked at and he, he, he talks about how this smile involves not just the mouth muscles, but the eye muscles. It's the entire face lights up. It's that face where you get crow's feet at the corner of your eyes. It's that smile that is a pure expression of joy. And when you have that Duchesne smile on your face, quite often it impacts those around you. In fact, there are studies that show that when you have a genuine look of joy on your face, when you have a genuine expression of absolute and utter excitement or joy, people around you tend to catch that feeling. Same thing with a frown or a really deep, fr- uh, you know, really upset look. Often, our facial expressions will change to match the person we're talking to. Why? Well, we've developed over time and and history uh, this ability to kind of use that mimicry. They call it facial mimicry. Use that facial mimicry to kind of connect with the person, so we can understand not just what they're saying, but a little bit about what they're feeling, and then we can work together and and talk and and go from there. And I, we can have some empathy towards whatever it is they're going through, or we can be connected to whatever it is they're excited about. Facial mimicry is is a part of that contagious smile thing. And and Duchesne looked at that and some others have looked at that since then. And and really, it is important to understand because as a principle, we set a tone, right? I, I think we set a tone in how we approach our day and how we treat others. If I walk down the hall and I am grumpy and I am the bear, I'm setting a tone. If I walk down the hall and I'm, I'm, I'm checking in and I'm asking, hey, how was your weekend? What was going on? If I take the time to be joyfully expressive and, and, and to make people feel recognized and comfortable. If I'm standing in front of the school and I'm saying good morning to each and every student who comes through the door and making sure that they get a smile as they head in, that smile's a little bit contagious. Even for the kid who came from something where they're carrying a whole load of baggage through the door. That's why one of the things we do here at, at my school is we, we do something we call four before the door. We work to ensure that they are placed in the halls all through and teachers standing out in the hallways so that every child, when they come through, whether they're a car rider, walker, or getting off the bus, when they come through the door, the first thing that happens is they're greeted by an excited, happy adult. They give them a big smile welcome them back. Uh, Sometimes, I don't know, I get goofy. I sing to them. I I try to carry on fist bumps, maybe not so much now on the day of of COVID, but do everything I can to create that positive interaction for that student. If I see they're not feeling well, I might pull them aside and give them a little bit of extra smile and and ask them, hey, what's going on? And make sure that they have a positive start to their day. And as they head down the hall, somebody else is going to say, good morning, missed you. We love you. We're glad you're back here. And yeah, we do say we love our students. I think it's important. To set a positive frame, to set a positive tone, to help our kiddos as they get to their class begin to drop that baggage off little by little so that when they reach their class, they're ready to begin to learn. You can't learn in the bearing Stem. You can't learn if you are carrying a ton of baggage or a ton of, of concern from home into that classroom and then suddenly you're expected to do math. It's just not going to work. And so what we try to do is set that positive frame. And I think that starts with us, Right. If I'm the bear and I'm walking down the hall and I'm doing the things that I do and and not really paying attention to how I'm impacting others, well, the mimicry that I'm going to get is others who are in bear mode and very likely not going to uh, have a real positive day. And if that's teachers that I've impacted in that way and they're carrying it into the classroom, that's going to impact students. And suddenly, without a positive frame of mind, it's real difficult to run a happy school. And I truly believe happy teachers and happy students produce happy results for the principal. Everybody learns better when they're out of the brainstem. So Sue Heck, I'm going to thank her for that little episode where she gave the creepy smiles and tried to prove a hypothesis after many attempts. Well, here, I'm going to put it into Sue's words herself. Listen to this. This is how she ends the episode. She wrote her paper and turned it in, and uh, the she, it is her reading that paper out loud, but the, the teacher looking at it as he reflects on what she says. Here's Sue. After many attempts with multiple subjects, including my family, friends, and a red lobster waitress, and an unfriendly baby, I unfortunately was unable to prove my hypothesis. However, like many scientists before me, I refuse to admit defeat. It took Einstein 10 years to prove that E equals MC squared, and if it takes me that long to prove that smiling is contagious, then I am up for the challenge. For I believe there are some things that defy logic. French anatomist Duchesne wrote that joy is an expression on the face by the contraction of muscles, but it can only be put into play by the sweet emotions of the soul. And Duchesne had a whole smile named after him. Think of the smiles over the years that have inspired a whole world of happiness. Mona Lisa's, Justin Bieber's, Some might laugh at me. I know, just as they laughed at John Gordon. He was told in high school that he would never be a scientist. He just won the Nobel Prize. I guess it just proves that being dismissed by people who think they know better is not an obstacle to winning a Nobel Prize. So I will continue with my research one smile at a time until I prove that smiling is contagious. Because I don't want to live in a world where it isn't. I guess I don't want to live in a world where it isn't either. I want to make sure that I'm doing my best to set a positive tone for a positive school with positive teachers and positive kids because that's going to produce the positive results that we all want. Make sure you're smiling more. Make sure you're setting a positive tone for your kids, whether it be four before the door or whatever you do to help those students unpack the baggage, help your teachers unpack the baggage of whatever may have occurred on the way into school that morning, whatever it was. You carry it in too. And believe it or not, smiling helps with that. Smiling can change a lot. Go smile more. Go be awesome. Our kids deserve nothing less. Now I'm going to put a PS to this episode because <clears throat> I recently talked to my staff about smiling. I put it in my morning memo and I uh, got some feedback real quick from the team where they said, hey, that's all great and thanks for the reminder that we need to be smiling more and the reminder of four before the door. But how do we do that when our entire smile is covered by a mask? Uh, right now, that's how we all are. In many places, we're having to wear masks in schools So how do you create that positive vibe? How do you create that positive feel? Well, give it a Deshane try. Make that smile go all the way up to your eyes. Get those eyebrows raising up. Make sure that the smile goes above the mask and right up into your eyes. Light up that face. And also make sure it's in your body posture. How do you look when the kids are coming down the hall? Is your head down? Are you stomping your boots as you walk like the bear? Or are you upright and giving everybody a look straight in the eye? Are you smiling with your whole body? Are you smiling with your whole face? Yeah, we can't see each other smile right now, and that's pretty sad. In fact, I truly believe it impacts a lot of the positivity that we could have in schools. It makes it difficult for us to read and understand our students' facial expressions while we're teaching. And that helps us understand how they're learning. Masks are no fun. They're part of what we're having to do to kind of control this whole spread of the COVID, but I do think... That we can smile and we can be positive and we create the kind of environment we want, even with our lips covered. Put that Duchesne smile on, make sure it's getting up to your eyes, and go make a difference. As I said before, go smile more. Go be awesome. Our students deserve nothing less.